Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to ClientsExcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to show number 70 of the Excel in Retirement show. My name is David Treese, and I appreciate you listening here. Today on the show, we're going to go over a quick guide on how to determine if you can retire. Some of our clients come to us when they are approaching retirement. A lot of them do, actually. And they're trying to figure out things like, how should I elect to take Social Security? Do I have enough money to retire? How should I draw my money down or use it? What will my health insurance costs be in retirement? And what options do I have for long-term care? These are five uh, common questions that people often ask us. In this podcast, I'll briefly break down each of those concerns and tell you how you can go about answering those important questions for yourself. Now, the first step in any determination of whether you can retire is figuring out exactly or pretty darn close what it takes to pay your bills and how much money you need for your lifestyle expenses. How much money does it take to crack your nut each year or excuse me, each month? So what amount of money do you need to bring in into your bank to pay your bills? If you don't know this number, this is step one. Take a look at your bank statement and try to get a very close idea of what this number is and uh, what it will consistently be. The next step is we help our folks figure out the best way to claim their Social Security benefits. This decision can literally result in a difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is no joke. It really can. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not uncommon for this to be a $100,000 decision, whether you claim one way or another way. If your financial advisor has not talked to you about your Social Security benefits and how to optimize them, I would ask yourself if you think that's an important conversation. There are hundreds of different claiming strategies and nuance to this decision. We will run a comprehensive Social Security timing report that analyzes your choices based on when you claim, what you will earn at your full retirement age, and what your life expectancy may be or what you would like to plan for. If we don't know, we'll just default to 95 No retirement income plan would be complete, though, if we didn't factor in a reduction to Social Security benefits. Now, this isn't a scare tactic. The statement that you get from Social Security in the mail, if you're still getting those or if you print it offline, has been telling you that there's a probable reduction happening for over a decade now. And so this is a probable eventuality for more than a decade. They've been talking about this. So what the reports are showing now on those Social Security statements is that you will be able to receive 76% of your benefits by 2033. 
So a 20 to 30% reduction is what most reports indicate may happen in the 2030s at some point. When we have the two social security numbers, what you're likely to get and what may happen if it's reduced, and that will help us determine what uh, we can work with as far as that money that the government has guaranteed us to be able to get. Then we can figure out the most advantageous way, to, <clears throat> excuse me, to claim your benefits, and we can move on to the next part of the equation. But it's very important in any retirement income plan to factor in a possible reduction to Social Security. Now, please keep in mind, for most folks that are somewhat well-prepared for retirement, Social Security typically only funds 40% of a person's income in retirement. There are ways to generate income to shore up that funding gap, which we'll briefly talk about here. There are productive ways to allocate your money to equity positions, so stock market investments, to generate a somewhat reliable source of income. This is typically achieved, in my experience, by active portfolio management. Now, yesterday, this recording is on Tuesday, October the 5th, and this will go live tomorrow. But did you see Facebook went offline on Monday for hours? I believe it was about six or seven hours that they were completely down and it's other apps, Instagram and WhatsApp. So Facebook was offline. During the course of trading, the company's stock fell more than 5%. I believe it closed at 4.89% down. Commonly, people will bring in their account statements when they come to meet with us. And that demonstrates how their money is currently invested. And many of those account statements we look at have money invested in Facebook stock. With traditional money management, the investor would do nothing in the event of a drop like we saw yesterday with Facebook. With active management, on the other hand, when things are going south, trades are executed in, in order to avoid major losses. The alternative is a passive buy-and-hold approach that hopes for a quick recovery. The market's bouncing back today. That's what we hope will happen. Now, that's the difference between active and, or that's active management, or, or passive management, I should say. And so that's, that's not necessarily wrong, but if we want income money, it may be appropriate to allocate a portion of our money to active portfolio management so that we know that that money will be intact or we have a pretty good likelihood that it will be intact. That's not to say, though, all that criticism is not to say that a buy and hold strategy isn't appropriate for part for part of your portfolio. It certainly uh, adds into a well-rounded portfolio. There's uh, we need to do a little bit of everything, really. Now, secondly, some people don't like, depending on the market, for to shore up that income gap from Social Security. So they're trying to figure out how they can fund the other portion of their uh, retirement. And so there are guaranteed ways to generate income through the use of annuities. The advantage to this approach over using equity positions, like I just outlined, is with annuities, we can generate a known outcome. We can know with certainty what your paycheck will be 20 years from now. That's a very nice feeling. I love being able to tell people that and give them that assurance. That's empowering. We are seeing quite a few accounts heavily allocated to bonds or cash equivalents. This is partly due to the major market drop last year during COVID and the rapid bounce back 
uh, that we saw last year. People don't seem to want to be on the next bounce down. And boy, there's a lot of factors that could cause the market or the economy to go awry right now. I don't think I even need to outline them. You can turn on the financial news for 10 or 15 minutes and, and get informed of most all of them. A gentleman came in in 2019 with his account statements, and his money was all in cash. Of course, I had to ask, why is your money allocated like that? He said he had been in cash since the Great Recession that started in 2008. His money had been unproductive, not earning interest, for 11 years. If only I had met him sooner. There are ways through the use of appropriate annuities to to productively grow your money with zero fees and zero downside risk. That is completely possible to earn a productive return in that manner. How you should draw your money down is largely determined by how your portfolio is set up up from a tax status. Do you have tax-deferred IRA money or 401k money? Or do you have tax-free Roth money? Or do you have non-qualified money? Now remember non-qualified money, your money in your bank account is non-qualified. The way that I remember what that means is it means that the government is not qualified to tax it. You've already paid taxes on that money that's hit your bank account normally. Historically speaking, taxes are low right now. But if you're like most people that I visit with, you don't think they'll be like that for long. If that's the case, then your tax-free money, your Roth money, is your most valuable money because you could use it later in life when tax rates are likely to be higher. And so your most valuable money is always the money that you've already paid taxes on. Tuck that tax-free money away and use it later in life when tax rates are likely to be higher. Now transitioning on to health insurance quickly. We have Medicare when we turn 65 and older. So if we have worked 10 years, us or our spouse, we are eligible for Medicare. So the government pays 80% of our health insurance cost with a few caveats. The government charges us a monthly premium for our outpatient care. If you make 88 thousand dollars or less as a married couple this year it's a hundred and forty eight dollars and fifty cents this year monthly that it cost it'll tick up next year likely uh, then we are responsible for the other 20 percent of our health insurance cost there are a couple different routes here but in my professional opinion the ble- the best plan that you can buy or anyone can buy is what's called a medicare supplement This plan or this way is how it has traditionally been done. It's the most uh, or it's the oldest way to shore up that 20% gap. The government calls it a Medigap plan, but it's commonly referred to as a Medicare supplement. And the best plan right now is Plan G, and that covers most all of your out-of-pocket cost that you would have for that other 20% uh, that you would be responsible for. We break this down and explain the actual cost to our clients. The long and the short of Medicare, though, is do you want to have a predictable cost and each month and know exactly what it's going to be, or do you want to pay later and maybe have some limitations with your care for a cheaper price? And so it's a a pay now or pay later kind of thing. And so I enjoy predictable cost and being able to plan and budget for what my expenses will be. I think a lot of people do. Medicare does not cover long-term care costs. That's something important to remember. This is why keeping your money intact 
may be critically important. The latest statistics show that 70% of us will need some sort of long-term care in our lifetime. If we can figure out a way to generate retirement income off just the interest earned, that can go a long way to helping you pay for your long-term care cost. If we're able just to learn to live off of interest earned uh, each year, that could go a long ways with keeping your principal intact and helping you have money set aside for long-term care. care. Clearly, this is a lot to digest, and I know I went through this really quickly. If you think you may benefit from having someone come alongside you to help you and guide you through this process so that you can avoid many common pitfalls that stand between you and a successful retirement, please let us know. We'd be honored to help you and answer any of your questions. You can respond uh, by calling our office at 864-641-7955. I hope you found this beneficial. I'd love to hear your feedback. And for you guys that had listened all the way through, if we do nothing else for you, I'd be happy to run that Social Security timing report and give you the options and send that report over to you. Depending on what your situation is, it's typically a 15 to 20 page, pretty exhaustive report. And so just uh, call our office. We can talk for 15 or 20 minutes and figure out the data we need to be able to run that report, and I'd be happy to send that over to you. Again, our number is 864-641-7955. Hope you have a great day, and we will be back next week. Thank you. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.